I kind of don't want to say anything. I just want to be here. (laughs) But the collection tends to go down when I do that. (laughs) And we do have to pay the light bill and the electric bill, the heat bill, God, please. (laughs) It really feels good to be here. How about that amazing show last week? That was so... To all those who put it together, the actors, the musicians, the directors, the tech, there's so much that went into producing that show, and it really was magnificent. So we we thank them. It really kicked off our holidays in a really fun, um, meaningful way. And I hope that your holiday week was spectacular for you. I was out with a friend uh, a couple weeks ago, and a dear friend, someone who I really, um, really love and, and listen to, and when he speaks... Um, I, I, I tend to really breathe it in and know that it's for me, one of those uh, messengers in my life. And um, he said, you know, for this next phase of your, my spiritual expansion and goals and dreams, he said, you need to have God bless your bliss. You need to have God bless it for you. And I thought, what a great talk title. And what a great idea. And I've been with that for the past couple of weeks, so I want to share that with you because I think it's really quite a beautiful idea to sort of um, take a moment to get a seal of approval from the divine uh, upon your bliss, upon your natural state of joy, and upon the perfect way for it to be experienced and expressed in this world. So what is bliss? What is it? Is it pleasure? Pleasure comes and goes, and pleasure's partner is pain. So bliss is not pleasure, although the body seeks pleasure. The body is always seeking its pleasure. That's what it does. Sometimes we're at the, the, the whims of wherever our body's taking us to receive its pleasure, aren't we? I know we all have experienced that, where the body is so craving some experience of pleasure that we're pretty much powerless wherever it takes us to. That's what it does, is it success. Success is a wonderful thing, but success... Uh, like a bad lover can leave you in the dark of the night with no note. It just comes and it can go. So it's not success. Is it recognition? Is it that experience of richness, being rich and and famous as our culture so loves? Now, you know it's not that. There are as many depressed and addicted, crazy people who are rich as there are people who are not. So that can't be the equation. Is it contingent upon things of this world? No, thank you. (laughs) The answer is no. Bliss is a transcendent experience. Bliss is an imminent experience. It is inside of you. It actually does not require anything to be different. It's a state of mind. So this is how I define bliss. Bliss is being the love that you are, And from there, doing what you love. Bliss is being the love that you are. And from there, doing what you love. So that leads us to our next question. A lot of questions today. What is your bliss? What is it that you love? The truth is you're wired. You are wired with your bliss. It uniquely expresses through you. It doesn't have a... Uh, 
a particular container that it must be expressed through. And yet at the same time, there's a paradox. Because inside the love that you are, there is a particular way that the joy is multiplied when you express it as you and do what you love. Your bliss to be fully expressed, I believe, must lead you and be experienced to, if I'm saying this correctly, your bliss must lead you to do that which makes your heart sing. Khalil Gibran says, pain and foolishness lead to great bliss and complete knowledge, for eternal wisdom created nothing under the sun in vain. I love, I love that quote because part what the ego does, the ego says that there's illusions that it places around this thing called bliss. It says that you're always going to be happy. It says that you're going to have enough money to do what you want to do. It says that you won't get sick. The ego says that, that you, you won't have challenges in this world. But that is not true. That is not true. In fact, it is the opposite. Everything about your life is in service to you living in your bliss. Everything. Especially as we're wrapping up this year, it's really nice for you to really create a lot of space for you to accept everything that has occurred in this past year. Everything. And go further. Everything in your life, especially the painful things, especially the challenges that you've had to walk through, those are the very places where you have become more fine-tuned to experience and know and live your bliss. It's in those moments where you have had to face yourself. So for you to really awaken to what your bliss is, we must take off of the ego's layerings that it is placed upon. You see, the problem with the ego is that it learns the language of the heart. The ego knows the language of bliss. The ego is, is up early before you studying, learning all the, oh, what's the new terminology they've got going today? Great, got it, know how to spin it. So it knows how to seduce us. It knows how to make us think that, that we're living inside of something high and holy. The way that you can test it always is how you're feeling in relationship to it. Not in relationship to a challenge, but when a challenge comes up, the ego's construct collapses quickly and points the finger at another. When a challenge comes up, the ego quickly turns the mirror around and says, it's them, it's them, it's them, this isn't you. Or you might be wired where it turns in and says, it's all you, you're the problem, it gets narcissistic on you. It doesn't matter. It blames. It points and it blames. Where the divine's language of bliss says, hmm, how can we use this? How can this be a part of revealing a greater sense of this thing called bliss, an experience of the love that you are? It requires great courage to live your bliss. It does. It requires you to really step up in a profound way why is it scary? Why, why is it scary to follow our bliss? Well, James Hildman says, you don't know what you're going to get into when you follow your bliss. 
There's a part of you that doesn't know because following your bliss blows up some of the constructs that you've made up about yourself. The way that we have created, this is who I am, this is how, I've kn- this is how I'm known, this is what's safe, this is what's good, this is how people relate to me. All of those things we really are very attached to. But following your bliss can blow those up in an instant. It's scary to think about who will I be. Now, really underneath that is, will people like me? Will I be acceptable? Will I belong? Now, let's take a moment and really think about that. What is it that you're seeking to belong to? If you really take the moment to go, what is it that I'm seeking to belong to? You will discover that the seeking to belong to something is actually a low vibration of belonging. It's actually... um, agreements, low vibrational agreements that say, you be this, I'll be that, this is how the game will work, and then we'll be okay. It's putting boxes, very, very small boxes, upon this infinite, explosive, beautiful energy of light and love that you are. So yes, following your bliss must blow up the boxes. And let me ask you this. Do you really think that people like you? Really? Really? They don't. They don't. Really breathe that in. Breathe that in. People don't like you. They don't like you because in that ego construct, they don't like themselves. So how is it possible from not liking myself for me to like you? It's really such a silly game. I really want you to embrace the okayness of not being liked. What would be possible for you in this week and in this new year if you could give up the need to belong and be liked? Oh my God, it's huge. It's huge. This story is running in my head, so I must tell it. I don't, I, I've been resisting this story all morning, but it will not leave me alone, so I'm going to tell it to get it out of my head. There's a friend of mine. Her name is Asia. Some of you may know her. She has a radio show and some books, and she's an animal communicator. Well, she is a lesbian woman. Did I tell this story here before? If I did, forgive me. You'll you'll love it again. Um, (laughs) But she's an animal communicator. Um, Wait a minute. I jumped. She's a lesbian first. (laughs) Relevant to the story, I promise. So she comes out to her family at about age 18 or 19, and they're a very fundamental Christian family. They throw her out. They throw all of her belongings on the front lawn, very, very dramatic. And the mother says, you will burn in hell, and slams the door. So this is the curse that she is given, that she receives energetically. So about a year or two later, she's driving down the highway, gets in this horrible car accident. The car goes up in flames. She says to herself, this is my I created this. I'm bad. I'm wrong. This is what, what is going to occur. She actually dies in the experience. She does come back. She has a near-death experience. But in the death process, she goes and she meets what she calls her guides. Now, her guides are filled with love. All the stories you hear, you know, that, that it's all love. It's all pure. It's all oneness. And Asia goes, no, no, you don't understand. I'm a lesbian. This can't be for me. <laughs> So the guides say, we know. (laughs) 
It's okay. But as she's, and she, this is her story directly conveyed to me, but she can't receive that. So they open up the consciousness so that she meets what is called God itself, the light, pure light, pure beingness, God. And she goes before God, and, and God extends its love, and she feels this oneness, and she says, no, 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 God, you don't understand. I'm a lesbian. This is to God, meeting God. <laughs> to which God says, I know. <laughs> and goes on to say that her mission is to go back to the earth and let people know that it's okay, that you can love yourself, that it, is not, it doesn't matter, it's irrelevant, it is, it is perfect, that's who you are. So she takes on this calling, but the story goes on, and perhaps you've heard, you know, she's like, she doesn't want to go back into that body because it's all broken up and burned and a mess, and she's told that it will all be healed, that everything will be, will be returned to perfect function, so she's got that guaranteed, and they give her a gift. If she's willing to go back, they give her a gift, and the gift is she can communicate with animals. This is her gift. Now, I'm thinking, door number two, please. <laughs> But she took it. She didn't know there was another option, perhaps. So she comes back with two missions. To reveal her lesbianism and to talk to animals. Confusing. Confusing. But she is ordained and appointed by God. She has created in her consciousness, in her experience, in her vibration, whatever you want to call it. She has created a way that she is clearly blessed. God has blessed her bliss. Because her natural way of being, her sexual orientation, is part of her bliss, clearly. And this special gift, this love that she has for animals, is increased and expanded so that she can be of service to the world. Now, she's not comfortable doing either of these things. Really, she's not comfortable owning her sexuality, nor is she comfortable talking to animals or telling people that she does it because this is clearly a new way of life for her. But she's so clearly guided. She had such an amazing experience of seeing God and being with God that it transcended anything of this world. Suddenly, the divine calling of what she's here for takes on such a powerful yes. It takes on such a, um, this is what I'm here for, that no longer does the world resist it or counteract it or confuse it. The world actually lines up behind it and within it. The laws of life, literally, when your yes is as solid as hers was, the universe must and does line up. And amazing things occur. Years, just a few years later, she's got books out. She's got people calling from from all over the world to to work with her animals. I must tell this next story. I'm I'm going so off script, but this is hilarious. (laughs) Some of you know this story. So... Our dog is is old and was sick, and so I said, well, Patrick, let's call Asia. So we call Asia on Monday morning. I go, Brick is really sick. We need to have a talk with you. She's so busy that she can't talk with us until Friday. Okay, we set up the appointment on Friday. But she says, you know, increase his pain meds because he is in pain. So we take care of that. And 
I think Tuesday she, she emailed me that or something. So Friday we do the session, and he's feeling much better, and we get some insight. She's really brilliant. It is her gift. I'm here to tell you it is her gift. So we connected with Brick and got that taken care of. I get the bill in the mail, $250, $150 for the session, $100 because Brick contacted her two times before the session. <laughs> Obviously, she did two 15-minute sessions prior to our session. Isn't that hilarious? So I told Brick he had to cover that one. Not my bill. That one is not my bill. And I told Asia, should Brick call you, please hang up. (laughs) That's a true story. Oh, so why does God need to bless your bliss? Because sometimes to be anointed and to really have that yes that is inside your soul, to really know that at the depth of your being, as I just said for Asia and for you, really does move mountains. And it can, it, it can take you absolutely down roads that you will, could never have imagined traveling down. But they will be your roads. They will be so familiar as they appear to be unfamiliar. They will appear to be very different to your family. They'll appear to be very different from what your life possibly looked like prior. But as they feel new and so different, they will feel so much you. You will feel so good about you. And that is a simple definition of bliss. Feeling good about you and loving, loving what you are doing. Would you like 2013 to be a blissful year? Tuesday, tomorrow night, tomorrow night during our burning bowl service, we're going to do some rituals to really cause that. So let me take a a moment to do a commercial break and, and personally invite you to that. Tomorrow evening, 7 to 8.30. We're going to do some rituals to release us from the past and old stories, and we're going to do some work to really not only declare what our bliss is, but to have it be blessed, to have it be blessed by your divine. Because from that place, from that place, it is proven over and over and over, mountains move, mountains move. And when they don't move, when they don't move, it just becomes part of the plan. It becomes okay. It's the same thing when I've told many times my experience of, of moving here to found the spiritual community. I had a mystical moment with the God of my being where it was as clear my bliss was blessed. To come here was a blessed idea. And as the challenges came, as the situations arose that seemed insurmountable in the moment, that one moment of knowing this is blessed made it all possible. It never took me off course. It never really took me off course because I had that moment. That's the moment that we're going to generate together tomorrow night. We're going to consciously generate for each one of us that deep knowing that for some of you will change the path you're on. For some of you, it will close a door and it will make a new door open and there'll be a whole new life 
that begins to unfold from there. For others, it will, the very place you are will be the place that you continue going, but that too will be renewed. It will have new life inside of it. You will be awakened to your own vibration of joy and love so that everything on the path you're on completely reveals its perfection. The truth is, your bliss is here now. Is absent. There's, there's, there's a little bit of a paradox there. I'm saying follow your bliss, go for your bliss, live your bliss, and it's here now. And it is inside a paradox where we discover God. So there is a both and. Your bliss is here now. Know that, affirm that, get rid of any ideas that something needs to be different. Just release yourself anytime. Oh, if this were different, just catch yourself. That cannot be true. The grace of God is right here, right now. From that place, from that vibration, things will change. Things will begin to unfold. Things will expand again, or nothing will change. But the essence of being who you are is so different. It's, I could just talk back and forth. There, there's your infinities right there. It, it, it's all contained inside the one. So it's been an amazing year for us here at Bodie moved into this unbelievable home. There were many... There were many challenges along the way. It was a tough year. It was a tough year for us to to take on this much energy, to, to take on this much expansion, and to learn how to manage resources to support all of this. It's been a powerful journey. But what I celebrate and what I knew from the moment the yes was here was that we could do it and we did do it. We did. We made it through a tough year here at Bodhi. Yeah, let us honor and celebrate that. And if you were one of the people that was standing in the road when the Bodhi bus of pain went down and you might have got hit by it, then take time to forgive that. Take time to acknowledge that somehow that was for you. Somehow your life is is working for you and that is a part of your bliss. And honor yourself for making it through that and allow deeper forgiveness to strengthen the bond with this community for you so that your gifts and your bliss can be experienced and expressed here. What I absolutely know, I know this with every ounce of my being, when you follow your bliss before you are even halfway there, this universe will rise up to meet you and you will be amazed. You absolutely will be amazed. And so it is. All right, let us pray.